0: Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Perry Kinder coming to you live again from my bedroom closet. So happy that you're here and listening for this really fun episode. I think it's going to give you some really good ideas. But there is a disclaimer about this episode it's not just something to listen to i hope you actually do the exercises because it could really change your life you know so often we listen to podcasts or read self-help books we watch videos and we think well that's nice and we never implement it ever it's in our brains we just don't ever do it but i want you to implement this practice It's it's easy and it's actually really fun it's fun to get your spouse involved and your kids involved learning about how to heart play, which I love that term. Uh, Barbara Brannan in her book, The Gift of Play, Why Adult Women Stop Playing and How to Start Again. She describes heart play, something that you're just really connected to and 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 an activity of enjoyment, pleasure with no practical purpose that brings you back to yourself. So the first question to ask yourself is, do you give yourself permission to play? You know, I teach laughter yoga workshops, and it's so funny, when we first get started, people are very, very concerned first. They're not quite sure what's going to happen. They're very worried and they're very uptight. And it takes a few rounds before they realize, okay, I'm in a safe place. Uh, I've been given permission to look silly. I've been given permission to just laugh and, and have fun. And by the end of the workshop, they're much looser and they're having much more fun, but it takes some time to get to that point. Because as adults, I think we have so many limiting beliefs that come up when we think about playing. Maybe maybe a limiting belief you might have would be that playing is a waste of time, that you have better things to do. You have so many more important things to do. doesn't accomplish anything you know or i'm too old to play that's what i hear i'm just too old to do that bullshit i'm calling bullshit on all of that you think about the energy level of kids and what we do with them when they are full of energy i know when my grandkids are here destroying my house and playing and jumping from the couch and falling under the stairs you know i take them to the park i say hey we're going to the park i sit on the bench And I just let them run like rabid baboons across the playground and they run up and down the slides and they jump up and down the swings and they go on the zip lines and they run around and chase each other. And there are no rules. It has little or no structure, but we tame our children. I say we, but school systems, tame our children. They're taught to sit down, to be quiet, to focus, to pay attention, even when it is not in their nature to do any of those things. And I'm not saying that kids need, don't need to learn how to learn, how to sit and read quietly. I'm just saying we need to add a lot more play into their lives. I think they would feel so much better about school because eventually it does tame them. They want to explore and they want to laugh and they want to jump and they want to be curious. And we're telling them to the, do the exact opposite. And after after several years of this, they mature with air quotes and settle down with air quotes, and it shatters my heart. It's like breaking a wild Mustang whose only purpose in life is to run free. And after these kids grow up, which we all did, and you think running wild and playing and being out of control and losing yourself in enjoyment are things that need to be tamed. And we keep that through so much of our lives. I think when you're raising your children, you have that idea, you know, my kids need to behave. They need to act right. What if we stop saying that and stop saying my kids need to have fun. My kids need to explore. They need need to be adventurous. I think my daughters are really good at that. They really give their kids different avenues to explore different sports, different activities, and really bring play into their kids' lives. And I really, really appreciate that. So we're gonna do an exercise that Barbara talks about in her book about heart play and how to find what your heart play is. We've done kind of a mini version of this exercise before. Like I said, you probably listened to it and then didn't do it, because that's what we do. But we're gonna get a little bit more in depth and I want you to really do this. I'm gonna check up on you. I'm gonna call every single one of you. I'm gonna find who you are. I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna look for this homework assignment, which is, to just take a piece of paper. It can be any kind of paper. You can make it beautiful if you want. You can have it in your notebook because this is gonna be a project that's going to last, um, I'm gonna say for the rest of your life. So just get prepared for that. So at the top of the piece of paper, and yes, on a piece of paper, you're gonna hand write this. So not on your damn computer screen, you're going to write heart play at the top of the paper. Heart, H-E-A-R-T, heart play. And then I want you to illustrate that title with balloons or puppies or smiley faces, all the little doodles you used to do in class that we stopped doing, that we should keep doing. So any type of doodling just to illustrate the top part of that paper. And then you're going to write different ages. So we're gonna do ages five to seven, ages eight to 11, 12 to 14, 15 to 17, 18 to 20, and then maybe 20 to 25, 25 to 30, maybe take it in five year increments after that until you reach your age. So I would be right in the 50 to 55 age range. And then you're going to just brainstorm all the things that you loved to do when you were that age. So when I was ages five, six, and seven, I loved dancing, I loved coloring, I loved making sand villages in our sandbox and then flooding everything. I loved swinging on swings. I loved climbing trees. I loved playing on slides. I loved reading. I loved writing poetry. I loved to ride my bike and roller skate. Those are all things I loved to do between those ages. When I was eight through 11, I loved to dance and read. I started doing puzzles, still loved bike riding, loved roller skating. I played baseball in the, street with, in the street with my friends and my neighbors, and I started playing the piano, which I loved. 12 to 14, I did harder puzzles. I had a big puzzle board in my bedroom that I would work on 2,000-piece puzzles all the time. I loved it. It was my alone time. I loved swimming at Murray Park. Okay, not not really swimming. I loved jumping into the water at Murray Park and then struggling to get back out. I never, never was a good swimmer. Again, loved bike riding, basketball. I love to write and to read, and I love doing photography. I had an old Kodak camera. I take pictures of everything and have those little film canisters. And we maybe developed maybe 10% of those. <laughs> They're probably around somewhere, my old stuff. I loved playing the piano, and then I loved to learn how to play the flute and the guitar. And then, So just go through each of your age groups, your those age periods, and write down the maybe the top five things that you loved to do at that age. Up until now. Like when I was 25 and 30, I, I learned how to toll paint. I loved toll painting. I toll painted everything in the house. I loved to learn step aerobics. I loved to teach step aerobics. I loved to bake. I loved to play with my kids. Those were all things I did many, many years ago. And now, the last five years, I've really enjoyed hiking. I love yoga, practicing it and teaching it. I love writing, I love podcasting. Thank you, listeners. I love doing crafts with my grandkids. Okay, I love thinking up crafts for the grandkids. It's always a world war when it actually happens, but I love the idea of crafts with the grandkids. I've taken improv classes and I've been teaching laughter yoga for businesses, which has been so much fun. And so just go up every five years until you reach your age writing all the things that you loved to do. And then keep this in a place that you can add to as you find new ways to play or remember ways you played in the past. So it's a running list, it's an updated list all the time. So now you're gonna go back to your list and I'm gonna start with my ages eight to 11. And you're going to look at what you love to do and you're going to brainstorm ideas of what that would look like in your adult life. Like for instance, I loved to dance when I was eight. I was taking dance lessons. So for me, it might be taking a tap dancing class. It might be taking a belly dancing class. It might be going to Zumba, which is just dancing. It might be just putting on YouTube videos or TikTok videos and learning TikTok dances with my grandkids, bringing that joy of dancing back into, and I was never good, never good. So that's never gonna be on video. Terrible, terrible thing. Um, I love to read. so. A reading activity as an adult could be, I could join a book club. I could volunteer at elementary schools to help kids learn how to read. I could just read. How often do you spend time just reading? Hopefully a lot of time. I try to read a book a week and I love it. I learned so much about the world and different perspectives and different understandings of things. It's made me a more compassionate person to read. I loved doing puzzles so you could have a family puzzle night. You'd have puzzle competitions. There are online puzzles you can do that are really addicting. I loved bike riding so I could maybe buy an electric bike and hit all of the national parks. I could get a mountain bike and go mountain biking. I could just ride my bike around the neighborhood. That's pretty self-explanatory. I loved to roller skate. I'm not sure if I would do that now. After a certain age, there's always a fear of falling and breaking your hip and never being able to walk again. But there's roller derby. I had some friends who did roller derby and loved it. Don't think I'm going to do that. Maybe one day, maybe there'll be like a an 80-year-old, really slow roller derby group, and I'll join that. That would be fun. Um, You could also buy some skates if you wanted to. My daughter invested in some beautiful iridescent roller skates and she goes to parks and roller skates through parks. It is awesome. If you like playing baseball in the street with your friends, you can organize a neighborhood game or a family ball game. Get to know your neighbors. Hey, we're playing baseball. Bring your mitt, bring your family. We'll meet at the park at seven o'clock. Easy peasy. And I loved taking piano lessons. So maybe I could do that again. You know, I just got my piano tuned after a really long time. And I've so loved sitting down at the piano again and playing music that's in tune. I'm, again, I'm not great at it. I'm getting better because my muscle memory is slowly coming back. But it's, it's so much fun. You could go to the music store and get new music. Just explore all the ways you can bring those things into your life as adult play for every age group. go back as far as you can remember and then think of adult activities. So I thought I'd experiment on my family to see what they loved to do when they were ages eight to 11. So we're going to stick with that time period. So I sent my husband a text today and I said, hey, what did you like to do when you were eight? And he said he loved to play hide and seek. I just can't see my husband as a child. He (laughs) <laughs> maybe he played hide-and-seek by himself. I don't know. I don't know who did the hiding and who did the seeking, but he enjoyed doing that. So as an adult, maybe he would enjoy doing escape rooms. Maybe we could have a family hide-and-seek in the park. You know, laser tag is very hide and seekish. All these activities are very similar to hide-and-seek. He liked to play combat, which was pretend war. You know, when he was a child, the Civil War had just ended, so... They pretended to be the Confederacy or the Union. I don't know what they did. But there are video games he could play with the grandkids. Online va- online video games can be a lot of fun. You know, we, we complain about them a lot, but it really is, it's a, it's a fun thing. You don't have to play them for hours, but you can get online and jump on with your grandkids, see what they're playing, play video games with them. Um, he could do paintball. He could watch war movies. He could read war books. He could volunteer with vets. I mean, just just throw everything out you can think of to bring a sense of play to what you used to love to do. And he's always been a huge baseball fan. So he could do a fantasy baseball league. He could sign up for an adult team. He could referee or coach little league. They're always looking for volunteers, always looking for volunteers. And let I ask my daughters, so my daughters, they have very vivid imaginations, which is a nice way of saying they thought up the weirdest things to do when they were kids, and, and still do. <laughs> They're always interesting, which is one reason I love them. I remember coming home once when they were little, and they, well, maybe not even very little, probably teenagers, and they had dismembered all of the Barbies, painted the Barbies' faces, and hung the body parts of the bar- Barbies all around my bedroom. Yeah, nutso that was a little nutso but thinking of that you know maybe they could create a haunted house for the neighbors during halloween if they like doing weird stuff like that a haunted house might be just up their alley no pun intended so anyway i asked my daughters about what they like to play between the ages of 8 and 11 to see what kind of adult playthings we could come up with so daughter number two loved to play house She had a best friend, and they were always playing house. There was usually some kind of domestic violence going on. I probably should have looked into that a little bit more. But maybe as a grown up, she could do cooking classes, or she could take organizing classes, or she could learn how to do interior design. There's lots of things you can do in your house that covers a huge range, you know, gardening, or painting, or, you know, restoring furniture, which is something that she does do. She likes to flip old furniture. Um, she also liked to solve crimes. They called their game Void, which I was not aware of. I didn't know what that meant, but it was some kind of crime solving. So again, they could do an escape room. They could play a family clue game. They could do online mysteries. She could have a mystery dinner, anything that involved that kind of true crime, true crime podcasts, true crime documentaries. Those are all really cool things. She also liked to collect snails, potato bugs, ladybugs, dogs, or rabbits. She's such an animal person. And maybe she could foster puppies or she could volunteer on a farm. You know, there are so many animal related things to do. She could be a dog walker. She could help out at the pound, taking dogs out to play with them for a while. Daughter number three, love to have water fights in the house. I do remember that. I've got to tell her daughters that one. In fact, I might buy her daughter some water balloons and encourage them for a little payback. A little water fight in the house is in order, I believe. But if you don't want to do that, you can take the kids to the pool and play on the water slides. That's one thing I love to do still. I'm I'm not a swimmer. Like I said, I jump in. I don't swim well, but I love water slides. I just think they're so much fun because for one thing, they're terrifying to me. You never know when you're going to get in the water and if you're going to drown. And I assume you're not going to drown, but who knows. So play on water slides. She also liked to play Bratz dolls with her little sister, daughter number four. And so maybe collecting dolls or creating doll clothes. She loves the intricacy of like the Rainbow High dolls and the Monster High dolls and the really high-end dolls that are really, really tailored and beautiful and intricate. She loves that kind of stuff. She also loved playing baseball and basketball, so she could go to the batting cages. She could play one-on-one with the kids, or she could coach. She'd be a great coach. And she said she loved playing Gossip Girl, which I did not know what that was. And she described it as, when you gather all your friends and talk shit about the one who isn't there, which is really mean and sounds like everyday life, which doesn't sound like fun to me. I'm not suggesting gossiping as play, but we all gossip at some point. That's why watching like Real Housewives or reading advice columns or writing an advice column would be really good for someone who has that tendency to gossip, create some play that isn't hurtful. (laughs) Daughter number four, she loved magic. She watched the miniseries Merlin a bajillion times. You know, she pretended to be magic. She pretended to, to to pull a sword from the stone all those elements of magic in you know, morgan the Fay, all the cool king arthur stories with magic so maybe she could take a magic class she could hold a family magic show she could learn how to read tarot cards she could learn how to read palms she could learn astrology she could join a coven she could learn about moon magic or garden magic or earth magic There are so many witch communities now that are available that are so cool and she could find a tribe of people or a coven of people that she could play with. We often think about play that it has to be loud and it has to be exhausting, but play should have some element of quiet. Even as a child, you probably had a quiet place you went to be alone. I've always considered my alone time to be play for me because I feel better after I've been alone for a while, I feel like it's recharging me, whether I'm journaling or meditating or practicing yoga or just walking the dog, I'm enjoying the peace and connecting with myself. And I'm allowing myself to daydream. Allow yourself to daydream. Daydreaming is not a waste of time. I repeat, it is not a waste of time. In fact, when you write your heart playlist. Go somewhere where you can be alone, somewhere out of the ordinary, maybe to a coffee shop during its slower hours was a little bit less frantic. Maybe going to a mountain campground and writing on the table, maybe writing at the base of a waterfall or in your backyard swing, in your favorite chair or in the top of an oak tree, whatever your activity is that brings you stillness, take this assignment there. And like I said, this is not a one-day exercise. It will take you the rest of your life as you explore and find curious ways to play. I did a couple yoga workshop a few weeks ago, and one husband told me how much he'd been dreading it. His wife had signed them up, and he was not, not excited. And he was the first one to tell me at the end of the class how much he loved it. He loved the closeness with his wife and the touching and the fun and the connection. He said he would do it again. He had found a new way to play. And if he was making this list, he would write during that age time, I discovered couples yoga. I love it. It was fun. Like anything, once you start paying attention to play, it seems to show up everywhere. So, find what makes you smile. There is no time to waste. If you're my age, you've got a you know a definite timeline ending coming up soon at some point. And why stop playing now? I think my idea, my theme, is to play harder. You know I'm learning how to play golf terribly. I'm learning how to do different kinds of cooking. I'm learning how to cook with gluten-free flour, which is usually a disaster, but sometimes it's good. Never stop learning. Never stop being curious. When you stop playing, when you stop being curious, that's when you get old. That's when you stay small. So thank you, Barbara Brannan, for your book and this exercise. I think it's going to be So much fun. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your list or things that you've discovered about yourself that you want to try. You know, email me, message me, call me, all the things. Thank you so much for listening. Get out there and play. Do you want more Life & Laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life & Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.